Hey there, welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also a speaker and author and the CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, which is a network of public speaking clubs for women. And the Claim the Stage podcast is a podcast for women who want to discover, awaken, and create their voice through the art of public speaking. If that sounds at all interesting to you, then you are in the right place. Welcome. I'm very excited about today's episode because I get to bring to you interviews I recently did with women who have graduated from my speaking school for women. And if you don't know what that is, I'm going to talk about it for a few minutes before I share these interviews, because I want you to know what this means to me and also what it means to the students that I'm teaching because this course has changed many lives. This will be my fourth time teaching it in the last two years. I only teach it in the spring and in the fall and the class is taught online and it's live. So we go on just a a complete roller coaster of emotions throughout the seven weeks of the course. And you know, the title, the speaking school for women tells you right away, this course is about public speaking, but it's actually about so much more than that. This course is about discovering who you are and the message you really want to share with the world. And then you get to learn how to make money doing that. So I can't really think of anything cooler. (laughs) And I know I never in a million years thought that I could be a paid professional speaker. Like just even saying that makes me go, wait, is that, is that what I'm actually doing right now? Because it's like the craziest life. It's like, is this an actual job that people do? When I was in my early 20s and someone talked about public speaking, I would picture people like Oprah, you know, and like Tony Robbins and politicians. I didn't think that normal people like me could be paid speakers that just did not compute. And it wasn't until I really started speaking for my business in 2009 that I realized, oh, There are a lot of normal people who are speakers. There are a lot of men, women of all ages, all backgrounds, talking about a lot of different subjects, and they're getting paid to do it. That is so cool. How do I do that? (laughs) And at the time, I really didn't know anybody who was a professional speaker, so I had to learn it all myself. And guess who made a thousand mistakes? Any guesses at all? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it was me. I charged the wrong amount so many times. I didn't know the right questions to ask to make sure that I was delivering the best experience for the audience. I didn't really know what I was supposed to bring with me to the events. I just didn't know anything. I was showing up just like as green as could be, as amateur as could be, and just hoping that I could make it. I was I was trying as hard as I could at every speaking engagement to deliver a message that was meaningful, to infuse my own stories into the presentations, and to really be there and be present with my audience. And over time, I started to learn what worked and what didn't. I started to learn how much money I should charge so that I'm not overcharging and not undercharging. I learned how to really really market myself in a way that separated me from others and show that I'm the right person to do this event. And some of you may know, today I'm 36, but when I started speaking, I was 28. (laughs) And I don't know if you know, but there are not a lot of young women who are getting paid to speak. It's just not really 
common thing in the speaking industry. And I belong to the National Speakers Association. I belonged to Toastmasters for five years in my 20s. And it was just not common to see very many women on stage. And I realized this is stupid. <laughs> Why aren't there more women on stage doing this work? And I realized there was really nowhere for them to train to do it. Yes, they could go and learn how to give a speech at Toastmasters, and they could go and network at National Speakers Association, but where do you learn how to become a professional speaker? It's just not out there. So that's when I came up with the idea for the Speaking School for Women to teach everything that I've learned and to also give you a head start so you know how to market yourself, you know how to brand yourself, you have a speaker plan, and you know where to go and where you want to speak. You learn the right amount to charge. You create a signature talk. You get a speaker one you learn what to put on your website. We go through everything you need to know to be a successful professional speaker when you're finished. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, please join us. Registration for the fall 2017 class starts today, September 6th, and it is open to 15 women. And about half the class is already full from a waiting list that had started over the summer. So if you're interested, go to my website, angelalucier.us and click on speaking school and it'll give you all the information about what to expect and you know, you can register right there. So this is a great opportunity if you've been thinking about getting your message out there and creating a revenue stream out of it. I can't tell you enough how transformational this course is, and you'll hear it from the women I'm about to interview. You will hear from Ashley Olafson, who is in her early 20s and has her own business, has written a couple books, and is getting out there and speaking. You'll hear from Heather Evans, who had such an interesting twist in her career. She went from PR to now kind of helping leaders be better leaders of themselves and of others. And you'll hear from Kim Lundgren, who is... Uh, working in the space of sustainability in communities and how communities can contribute to the sustainable activities in their in their city or town and how the city officials and, you know, um, state or city workers can help to contribute as well. So a whole bunch going on in this episode. I hope it, you get something out of it and learn more about what the speaking school is about and how it is helping women everywhere. I hope you enjoy I am here with Ashley Olafson, who was a graduate of the Speaking School for Women last year, and I wanted to catch up with her now that she's had about a year or so outside of the course. She's been running her business, finishing college, writing books, doing so many cool things we're going to hear about, and just wanting to hear more of her story and what is coming up in the future for her, because I see so many great things. So Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. So let's tell everybody, what do you do and why did you sign up for the course? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am 20 years old and I co-run an organization called Move where I give workshops and I run summer programs for middle school and high school age girls on things like body image, media, self-esteem, mental health, so on and so forth. 
Um, and then I am also, I just took on a position um, at a nonprofit called Pen in a Box, and I am going to be the vice president for them. So I just got started with that, and I'm so, so, so excited, and uh, it's to tackle um, the global education crisis. So that's a huge issue that I feel passionately about, so I'm just really, really excited to be involved with something new and something that I care a lot about. Wow, they are definitely lucky to have you, and I'm sure they already recognize how much of a... Uh... I don't want to say you're a cannonball, but you're you're, like, <laughs> you're just you're you bring so much to the table. So um, and your business is so great. And I, I know that you have a whole story about why you started it. Can you tell us a little bit about why you started Move and also what made you want to sign up for the course and get more into speaking? Absolutely. So I was 15 years old um, and I got really frustrated because all my friends and I were dealing with so many um, different problems such as low self-esteem and poor body image and no one was really talking about it and no one was really doing anything. So I decided that I would do something myself. Now the thing about Angela's course or your course that really um, kind of drew me in was it was your course um, said that it would teach us and help us find different speaking gigs, which was something really huge because I'd actually taken a couple public speaking courses before and I had done a little bit of public speaking and I had read, you know, a couple different books and I was kind of getting bored with the more like introductory, this is how you speak and, you know, like rehearsing is important and all that. And I was kind of ready for something a little bit more in depth and something that was really going to teach me how to book gigs and how to make it actually happen. So that's why I was psyched about your course. Um, and that was why I definitely wanted to be one of the first to get involved. Awesome. So what was your one major takeaway from the course? Um, I think a huge takeaway was that you don't necessarily need to be starting huge. And in fact, starting at libraries and starting locally is probably the best way to get started. Um, and I guess I just learned that most speakers kind of work their way up and, that was huge for me because I I dream so big and I have so many you know so many different dreams and I just have so much ambition and so for me it was always kind of like I wanted to go into speaking and I wanted to have like the really big paid gig and in reality that's not always how it works you have to work your way up and you have to start out you know doing smaller um, more intimate gigs and so that was just really cool for me to kind of see like the actual professional process of what it being a professional speaker looks like. I just thought it was really comprehensive. Awesome. And how has it impacted your business today? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess in a couple different ways. I think one of the biggest ways is that I realized that I really love public speaking, but I maybe necessarily don't want to do it solely as a career. Um, and that was a huge realization for me. I also learned the value of... Um, like writing books and doing other things to sort of supplement your work. I thought that it was really incredible how you taught us about being a, you know, how being a speaker was also re really valuable, but so was having lots of kind of side things to promote your work, like a blog or like writing books. And I just thought that that was really interesting and also really smart. And tell us about your book. Yeah, so I actually have two books. Um, so one of them is called Survival of the Prettiest. And it is all about gender, mental health, relationships. It's quite honestly a survival guide for middle schoolers and high schoolers. And um, yeah, I wish I had it when I was back in middle school. <laughs> Me too. Um, 
And thanks. The next one is called Life Hacks with Ash, the book for entrepreneurial creatives. And every single page is just a different life hack on the lessons that I've learned about leadership and the lessons that I've learned about um, teamwork and things like that. It kind of feels like reading a BuzzFeed article or something because every single life hack is so short and it's interactive. Both books are actually interactive. So after you wrote your first book, did you kind of get the bug like you wanted to keep writing books? or oh, how yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> Is that going to be a big part I, of your future? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just love writing. I grew up writing plays. I grew up writing books and newsletters and journals. Like I grew up writing everything that I possibly could. And that definitely has not changed about me at all. So you got kind of a hidden benefit from the speaking school is recognizing that like books can be a really important and valuable way to um, build your thought leadership and be seen as as an expert or a go to in your field. And even though you might not want to speak as often as you thought, you are going in this other direction and seeing that this is something that could turn into something over time. Yeah. Well, I thought your course did a really great job of making becoming a speaker a lot less intimidating Mm -hmm. and showing that being a speaker isn't just, you know, speaking every single night of the week, that there's so many other routes that you can take. And I really liked that because I'm kind of someone that wants to do everything. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really cool and really comforting for me to come into your course and to see that Um, I can be a speaker among other things Mm -hmm. and I really liked that. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Can you share a story with us about something that happened or changed as a result of taking the course? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think the biggest thing, and this isn't really a huge story, but I think I just felt a lot more confident about the whole process. Um, like I said, it was pretty intimidating. The idea of just like becoming a speaker. And even though I really wanted that, I was definitely intimidated by it. And so learning about like the actual process um, made it feel a lot more accessible and also something like I could really, really do. Um, And then because of that, I took the knowledge with me and um, I got better at contacting middle schools and high schools to host workshops. Um, And you were super helpful. I think you edited a draft of an email um, or something a little while back. And I think I just got better at communicating and being more assertive and um, working to actually schedule different workshops. And would you say that your speaking changed at all? Like when you're actually in front of a group, do you feel more confident as a speaker? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I did theater growing up. So I think I was kind of lucky in the sense that I came into the course already having a sense of confidence in my public speaking. But your course definitely helped with all areas of confidence. You know, your content was super um, easy to understand. And you presented new ideas in a very almost familiar kind of way. Um, I just really liked the approach that you took. Cool. Thanks. Would you recommend the course to other women? And if so, why? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that public speaking is so important because I just think that, you know, one of the most important things that we can do is use our voice. And also, I just think that it's such an unbelievable skill to have. And not only that, but everyone has a story that is so important. And every single perspective is so valued and so needed. And so, you know, especially in this like current climate, I think that it's just so important that women, all kinds of women are out there sharing their stories and speaking about what matters to them and what's important to them. Um, so yeah, I, I can't recommend your course enough to absolutely everyone, even if they don't think that they want to be a public speaker, because even if they don't want to be a public speaker, your, your class still teaches them the value of having, 
um, a voice and how to use their voice. And I think that that's so important. Oh, awesome. I, I totally agree. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to share? Any offers or anything you want to promote to the listeners? Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to check out my books, I would really love that. Um, you can check out my website. It's www.ashleyolafson.com. My organization is called Move, and the new nonprofit that I'm working for is called Pen in a Box. So, Go crazy. <laughs> How would we find Move? What's your website? Um, it's moveofficial.com. Okay, awesome. But also, you can just follow me on Instagram as well. Um, I love Instagram, as you know. I know. I post everything on my Instagram. So that's just <laughs> at Ashley Olofsson. I love having you in my feed because you look like you're always having the best time ever. And you always yeah. have the coolest outfits. <laughs> Thank you so much. I always love your shorts. I'm like, those shorts. So you always much. have like really cool jean shorts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're forever 21, to be honest. They're, yeah. And then some of them I'll buy at like thrift stores. So. <laughs> They're always fun. I appreciate that. You share all your secrets, all your fashion tips. So good. No. Always. If that's what you want, hit me up. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Ashley. Appreciate your perspective. Love hearing what you're up to. Congratulations on the new job. And Thank I hope you. everyone goes out and checks out your books. Thank you so much. Best of luck. Thanks. All right. My guest is Heather Evans. She participated and finished the Speaking School for Women last year, and I'm excited to catch up with her and ask about what she's been up to since graduating. So Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Tell everybody about what you do and, and why you signed up for the course. So I'm a consultant, a leadership consultant, and an executive coach. And I work with large organizations and individuals um, to really enhance their level of success in their lives, however they define that. And I am asked um, regularly, and I felt like I was being asked more and more to um, give presentations. And I really wanted to add an element of what I do to really be formalized in um, speaking engagements, like that's one of the services that I provide. And I wanted to learn about how to charge for that properly. I was kind of going piecemeal at a time as I get asked to speak at different events. And I just wanted to feel like I, this is a part of my brand now and a part of what I offer. And it's something I enjoy, but I know that there's room for me to grow. So <clears throat> I was so excited about the whole idea of a speaking school and supporting women in particular. I mean, I was just like, this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you were on the podcast last year and we talked about your journey as a business owner and you shared some tips and now you've, you've continued to evolve. And I'm wondering now that I think it's been a year since you took the course, what was your one major takeaway from the course? I think the biggest takeaway for me um, is that I'm inspired by challenging conventional kind of ways of thinking. And the reason I'm inspired by that is because I was totally traditional and did what 
good professional women and good wives and good sisters and good friends did. Like that's how I lived my life and structured my life. And so going through the speaking school, it really became, and working with you and working with the other women, um, it became so clear to me that like, wow, I've shifted so much in my own personal growth that that way of running my business and doing things and talking about those topics that you talk about when you're doing what you quote unquote should be doing or what is expected of an executive um, or expected of someone with my background and experience really didn't inspire me. So I totally got this, like I got inspired by the speaking school, by just discovering that there's a part of speaking that I, that really like lights me up. And that's who I want to be in the world. I want to do work where I follow my joy. Uh, and that was a really cool um, discovery for me. That makes me so happy to hear because that's one of those in, intangibles that you can't really, or, is that the word intangible? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you can't really like put in the, in the marketing for the course. It's like, you kind of have to experience and go through it and start to like see for yourself what's possible when you approach it from a different angle. What does it feel like now to have that different perspective and approach to running your business and like getting out of that cookie cutter kind of mindset? Well, when I, um, so when I discovered that, yeah, cause it's like going through the speaking school was another layer of self-discovery. Yeah. And, and you're right. That's a little intangible. Like, how do you explain to something, someone the deep value of knowing yourself better and, <laughs> and seeing, you know, right. And living from that place as a professional. And, um, so as intangible as that seems though, the, the experience of going through the training and how that resulted in my life is quite tangible. So it changed some of the topics that I chose to speak on and the way that I chose to present information. So for instance, um, I think we did our final piece of uh, the speaking school project for me was last February. And what came out of that was a whole different way of um, posting on my blog. Like I started posting on rather than these are the things, you know, to keep in mind if you want to be more organized at work, enhance your productivity this way and that way. Like I was talking about those kinds of ways to be successful at work Mm. And, and before. And then because of what I discovered, I started really changing topics. And like one of my, to be a little bit more, I don't know, revolutionary or exciting to me to even write about. So one of the articles that came out of that was like, uh, I think the title was like, you can't have it all. Like woman to woman, we want it all. We work hard in an attempt to have it all in our careers and with our families and in our relationships and our lives by like, while still trying to stay sane and healthy and happy, (laughs) right? But having it all is like, is not the formula for true authentic success. And so as I discovered that, I started writing about that. I started speaking about, I started researching what in the world is authentic success. And I started speaking and coaching. So it really shifted the way that I was 
offering my services in the world in lots of ways. Um, another article that came out of it was like the ultimate betrayal. One smart, um, one way smart people rob themselves of joy, I think was the topic, but it's like, oh. it shifted it, right? It's yeah. like I, that topic might have been before going through the speaking school for women might've been, um, how to be happier at work. Like, dang, dang, dang. right. It's like so <laughs> boring. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, so I was able to move it into a place where I wasn't bored with it. So I was like, Ooh, what betrayal? How do we betray ourselves? What's that all about? And it became like a whole, rather than how can you be happier at work? Like, how do we break our integrity with ourselves first and break our word inside? And then how does that ultimately end up in being dissatisfied at work and in other areas of our lives? Yeah, I love this energy that you're bringing to your work now because you're coming from this this deeper, more authentic place, like having the conversations that no one else is having. So when you bring that energy and passion to your presentations, do you notice a shift in the way that your audience responds to you and also how effective the presentation is? Oh, completely. It's so different um, because I'm different, right? So yeah. to your point, right, it's like the energy you bring as a speaker has everything to do with your audience's receptivity to your message. So I really, I mean, it's just one of the giant gifts. And there were many in just being able to feel like I could package myself um, and, and present myself professionally as a speaker to be paid uh, for the work that I do. Um, but it was also like, wow, I'm all like, I shifted my whole way of like inspired, being inspired myself and then how, watching what a difference that made in the crowd. I was speaking with um, a group of executives in San Francisco, actually. Um, a few, I guess it's been six months ago now. So maybe, you know, six months after graduating from the speaking school. And um, it really struck me the energy on their faces because of how much more connected authentically that I was to the subject matter. And that particular speech was one that where I had been asked and spoken before, they wanted me to come back and speak on the same topic to a different group of their executives. But the topic itself was not necessarily mine to change because they really liked what I had done before. Mm -hmm. but this is a great example of like, because I had shifted, even the way that I presented the information, even though it was previous information, was different. And I'm like, they were, they lit up, their questions were more um, enlivened, they were more engaged. Um, the responses that I got at the end of the presentation were just off the charts. Like I'd never gotten feedback like that before. And things like people said, what you said was life changing for me. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, really? <laughs> so, I mean, a big part of it. And it's so special and so rewarding as a speaker to feel like, wow, I made a difference today. It really speaks to like that thing we all want, which is I feel like I have a purpose here. You know, what I'm doing is making a difference for other people in the world. Yes. So, yeah, really powerful takeaways. And all really that came from the process of going through a speaking school for women, working with the other women, working with you and being really open 
to just like, I've been a speaker for a long time, but how might I push myself outside of my comfort zone a little bit more? And what might I try, right? And just be brave and try. Yeah. How did you get the bravery to be that open in the course? Because I know sometimes when I'm working with, with different students one-on-one, I feel that they're kind of holding back. Like they they don't really want to go into that scary place of like, yeah, who am I really? And it takes a little while to pull that out. But I felt like from the day you started, you were just like, let's do this. <laughs> How did you show up with that kind of bravery and openness? <laughs> Well, I appreciate that very much. Um, Let me see. How do I answer that? Part of it is just my own life experience, um, my own personal work. Um, I do a lot of coaching around fear and how fear holds us back in life. And I do feel fear. I do feel nervous. And I do feel when I'm up against a place that's vulnerable for me or I'm learning something new and I feel so awkward and and there's the voice that comes in, right? The inner critic that's like, oh, you're going to suck at this. You're going to fail. Like, are you sure that we want to be this courageous? And there's um, my, my willingness is always there to at least consider that there is nothing to fear that all that's an illusion, that I'm making that up, that there's a voice inside that's creating fear, but it's an illusion because um, most often my real experience and maybe even just my hope is that I'll end up being greater than I thought I could be. Oh my God, that is so well put. I love that. This is why I love you. you. Would you recommend the school to other women? And if so, why or why not? I would absolutely recommend it, and I have, um, and and I believe that folks that I've recommended it to have attended, which just brought me so much joy, um, because I love supporting you and the work that you're doing in the world. I think is so important and empowering for women. Thanks. Um, yeah, and I love that I can say personally, like I went through this, and this is going to matter to you. So when I refer people, I'm like, oh, this is going to be so good. Like anything is only ever as good as you're willing to be open to the possibility that it might be for you. So there's yes. that part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to be willing to just really explore and go all in. You know, at the same time, what you've structured and built is just it's such a cool process. Just the nature of the steps that you use to walk uh, women through to enhance their skills and the sharing and the learning with the one-on-one coaching from you. If someone's willing and open, there's going to be a transformation. So, so yeah, I highly recommend it. I, I just think it's, um, it's powerful. And I think really that, that women who um, push themselves outside of comfort zones and that they really do learn to find their greatness. And this is a way that they can do that. Totally agree. Well said. Thank you. Is there anything that you'd like to share with the listeners of Claim the Stage about your work, anything you're doing that we should know about? I'm excited about something I'm exploring right now. And I'm willing to talk about it here because it's something new for me. And um, I'm calling it Workplace Wisdom. And it's a little, it's part coaching and what I'm doing with the leaders that I coach. And by that, I really don't mean just executives. You know, we spend a lot of time in our lives where um, 
you know, we don't think that we're in leadership roles, but we are. We're in leadership roles in our lives as individuals. We're in leadership roles with our friendships and with our families and with our careers. So um, really in, in working with leaders, um, what I hope that workplace wisdom will actually be is just an entry point to the work of how to live a more authentic life. Like there's a lot that occurs in a work environment and um, in, in family environments and right, there's just a lot that occurs, but not a lot of wisdom. There's not a lot of authenticity. And certainly from my own story is the place from which I speak. I mean, I thought I was living right, doing what I, you know, the best I could do by anyone else's definition. They would say that per, that woman is successful, quote unquote. But I was exhausted and overwhelmed. And I never felt like I was doing any one job really well because I was totally overextended and, and really disconnected to my joy. Wow. So yeah, workplace wisdom is gonna be. Um, <laughs> I'm just I'm talking about it now because I think we we kind of create what we are willing to put words to. Yeah. So yeah, like I am uh, <laughs> creating a series as of today, as of this moment. That's gonna be, you know, uh, um, yeah. I think uh, part training, part coaching, and part speaking engagements. Where I'm really interested in bringing more wisdom and authentic leadership and authentic success um, to the workplace where it really feels good. You know, a lot of people are successful, but they don't feel successful. Yes. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited about that. I'm actually dancing right now because I'm trying not to interrupt you because this sounds like your life's work. It sounds so good. I love it. It's so you and it's so important. And like, I want to attend all your trainings. <laughs> Thank you. I'm inspired by it, you know, and, and we'll just see. That's the beauty of um, solopreneurship, right? You just kind of put yourself out there and you see what happens and, and just follow your joy. And, and I believe that's catching. Yes. Oh, God. I can't wait to hear about how this goes. Um, Thank you. Me good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good for you. New adventure. Yeah. Well, Heather, thanks so much for coming on the show today and sharing your experience, giving us an update on what you've been doing and sharing your cool new program. I mean, we'll have to have you back on the show in like a year and we can talk about <laughs> what's happened since launching that and how, you know, world domination just happened because of how amazing it was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Women taking over the world. One crazy project at a time. It's so fun. It's so fun. And that would be my joy. Thank you. It was just so fun to catch up with you. You too. Thanks again. All right. I'd like to welcome Kim Lundgren to the show. Kim took the speaking school in the spring of this year, and she was so committed to it, did such a great job doing the homework, really paying attention and getting focused on each of the lessons. And she and I have kept in touch a little bit, and I thought it'd be great to have her on today's show to talk about her experience with the speaking school and what has happened since then. So Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, me too. So tell everybody what you do and why you signed up for the course. Yeah, of course. Uh, so 
what I do, my company, Kim Lundgren Associates, uh, we partner with local governments to create more sustainable communities. And for many, you can ask the question, what does that mean? Um, but you know, the reality is I've been working with local governments on climate change and sustainability programs for 16 years. And, you know, what we do is provide support and guidance. We help develop plans. And I also have an online dashboard tool that really helps local governments kind of take all the data um, that exists out there that gives folks a sense of how well they're doing, whether it's related to reducing greenhouse gas emissions, which, of course, contribute to climate change and we feel those impacts locally, um, whether it's through extreme, you know, precipitation events that lead to flooding and things like that, um, or just the broader sustainability when we're looking at uh, economically, uh, we're looking at equity issues, uh, unemployment rates, things like that. How is your community thriving and, and where are the challenges and how can we help you continue to, to move forward while you're bringing your entire community along for the ride? Mm -hmm. So our platform tries to translate that data into a story so that your community members can not only, A, understand it, right? Because putting data on a website is not something that a lot of people get excited about. I do. <laughs> There's a few of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but most people are not going to be excited or inspired by data. So we help them turn that into a story. Yeah. It also helps to have context and understand what does this data mean for me? Um, so what made you sign up for the course? For me, there's a couple of reasons. One is to have a a greater platform uh, for my voice and to share the opportunities for everyone to be a part of creating a more sustainable future. But also, you know, over my career, I have spoken at dozens of conferences over the years. I mean, one year I spoke at 60 conferences. I mean, it was crazy. I was on the road nonstop. And that, you know, I've never thought about taking it to the next level. And that was where kind of, hey, this could be really cool. I know I'm comfortable speaking in front of people. Um, I know, you know, I know how to put together a good presentation. But I never thought about being anything more than that. And really, you know, my initial thinking was there's always room for improvement. So let's try to get some improvement, you know, just to hone in, refine some of my presentation skills and communication style so that I could be even more effective. And what was your one major takeaway from the course? I think if I were to only pick one thing, it was for sure the signature talk, like just the whole idea of having a signature speech that I could go be my go to because you know, when you are in the work that I do, and probably a lot of folks who do a lot of um, proposals to conferences, you know, I'm always proposing something with the client. When you're on the private side, you really have to promote something that's with a public sector client or nonprofit so it doesn't feel like a sales pitch. And so they're always very catered to whatever projects I'm working on at the time. Um, and so that's another reason why I would never think of, oh, I could be a keynote. Um, because I'm always so focused on talking about a specific project or program that I'm running. And so the, for me, the whole takeaway of, Hey, why I can pull together, um, you know, the culmination of my years of experience into a talk that's actually very relevant to today, um, has a nice structure and is something that I can propose and be, you know, asked to become a, a keynote for like something, turning it into something much bigger. So for me, that was a really uh, important takeaway from the course, because now I have that framework to work with. And how has the course impacted your business today? 
So, you know, it's interesting. Um, while I was actually taking the course, I was going through a branding exercise for my business. Um, I had started my company because I work with private sector clients. We do a lot of responding to requests for proposal. Um, and so you're kind of on their timeline. And so I had actually started my business to respond to an RFP. So I like whipped it together in two weeks. There was no branding. I just went to logotournament.com and grabbed a logo and, you know, just went really quickly. I'd never actually gone through a branding exercise. And so we were going through an actual branding exercise uh, while I was taking the course. And it was interesting because there's a, a number of things that came out of the course that really um, – I was looking at in a different light, I think, because we were also going through the branding and the branding was forcing me to do a lot of internal reflection, similarly to the course, but in slightly different ways. Um, and so like we had redone my website for the branding and I actually have like a whole page now on speaking. Um, I would have never even thought for one second to do that uh, prior to this course. Uh, and so I also have, um, you know, kind of break down the conferences we're going to be at. And here's the ones I have been at. If we have links to the presentations, we provide them. Um, we're starting to provide testimonials that we're getting from different conferences, folks, you know, what they're saying about my session, even though it's these are just kind of general sessions. I haven't got that keynote yet. Um, you know, I think it's still good just to put myself out there as a speaker. And I think that would be, you know, one of the greatest impacts. But also, I do want to say you you were so great in the courses about, of course, you stuck to the the structure of what each, you know, each night was about. But you always had like all these extra resources and ideas. And, and that kind of just got my brain flowing. And one of the ones that you had shown, it was a... Um, I think it was showing us like what a speaker page could look like on your website. And there's one woman you showed had like this whole timeline that was just so cool. Mm -hmm. And I really love that layout. And so I actually replicated that for my, my like personal journey timeline is now what I have on my website. And rather than writing, you know, all these paragraphs, Oh, Kim went to UMass Amherst, blah, blah. Like, I mean, my God, right. I don't, nobody wants to read my <laughs> biography just yet. <laughs> but instead, it's like, cool. I've got images, like pictures of me, some when I was younger, I have a picture of me from like when I was in high school with a Save the Earth Now t-shirt, you know, and just kind of having folks walk through my journey with me through images and just like bulleted items. Um, for me, that was a huge change, too. I just kind of love how that looks on the website. And it gives people a, a different look into who I am. I love that. What's the URL so people can go check that out? It's Kim Lundgren Associates.com. So K I M L U N D G R E N Associates with an S.com. Would you recommend this course to other women? Why or why not? Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think what's really nice about the course, and, you know, everyone that was on it um, was clearly in a different place whether it was a different place with their their businesses or in their career or in their, you know, um, their time as an actual professional speaker um, or any experience that they've had with speaking. It was very clear that we were all coming from different perspectives, but yet all the material still seems super relevant. So regardless of where folks were, I mean, there were definitely some folks in, in the course I took that they'd never been on a stage speaking in their lives. Whereas, you know, I've had all this experience, but was coming at it from a different perspective. And, you know, we both, you know, still got lots out of it. So I think the, just the way you framed the entire course makes it so applicable 
regardless of where people are. I think that's really effective and, and helpful. And frankly, anybody, I don't care who you are, how often you've been speaking, how much you speak to people, like that is an area where you can always improve. I'm all about pushing myself to be better, 1% better every day if you can. And in the area of communication in general, I think it's important that women have stronger confidence, more confidence in, in how they're speaking, that we have stronger voices, not just at a conference, but in our lives, uh, in everyday life. Some of the things you had talked about in the course was, you know, this isn't necessarily everybody wanting to be a keynote speaker. It's someone just having the courage and the words to say to their boss that they want to raise. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important, like really touching on the key communication pieces. I'm, I'm all about uh, seeing women kind of take their place in a more comfortable way, in a stronger way than we kind of have over the last, I don't know, hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to share with my listeners about your work that might make them more interested in sustainability or it could just be like a good helpful tip to have them think a little bit differently along the lines of your mission? I've worked with local governments in my career all over the country, in every state in this country, whether it's red state, blue state, politics that does not matter at the local level, um, in my experience, when we're talking about sustainability. So, you know, I would encourage folks to get more involved with their community. Um, oftentimes, local governments have volunteer committees that are doing stuff that are looking at energy use or finding ways to help people recycle more and understand what can and can't go in the blue recycling bin. Um, there's lots of little things that folks can do. Uh, and for sure, I'd love them to refer their local government, you know, to us if they need if they need some support in kind of getting to the next level. But I think it's taking those baby steps. So if each of us could do one thing better a week and stick with it, not like a one time thing. Earth Day needs to be every day. Right. So make a resolution for Earth Day and do it all year and then see, look back and be like, was that really that hard? Love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Kim, to share a little bit of your experience as a business owner, living your mission, speaking, and being a graduate of the Speaking School for Women last spring. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for having it. And uh, I would highly encourage others to to take advantage of it because I do think it's there's so much that that's there for folks to learn regardless of where you're at. So thank you for offering the courses and for all you do to support uh, women moving forward. Thank you. There you have it, all about the Speaking School for Women. If you're excited about what you heard and you want to sign up or you want to talk to me about it more, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can go to my website, angelalucier.us, and click on Speaking School. And while you're at my website, if you have a question, just hit the contact button in the top right corner, and you can email me directly, and I do read all of those emails. So once again, you guys, thanks so much for listening. We have so much more awesomeness coming up this fall. I can't wait to share it all with you. Now, don't forget, you know what I'm going to say? Stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.
do those things together or looking back on it, would you have preferred to do one um, after the other? Yeah, absolutely. Would you recommend this course to other women? Why or why not? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to share with my listeners about your work that might make them more interested in sustainability or could just be like a good helpful tip to have them think a little bit differently along the lines of your mission? I love it. 
Love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Kim, to share a little bit of your experience as a business owner, living your mission, speaking, and being a graduate of the Speaking School for Women last spring. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, what I do, my company, Kim Lundgren Associates, uh, we partner with local governments to create more sustainable communities. And for many, you can ask the question, what does that mean? Um, but you know, the reality is I've been working with local governments on climate change and sustainability programs for 16 years. And, you know, what we do is provide support and guidance. We help develop plans. And I also have an online dashboard tool that really helps local governments kind of take all the data um, that exists out there that gives folks a sense of how well they're doing, whether it's related to reducing greenhouse gas emissions, which, of course, contribute to climate change and we feel those impacts locally, um, whether it's through extreme, you know, precipitation events that lead to flooding and things like that, um, or just the broader sustainability when we're looking at uh, economically, uh, we're looking at equity issues, uh, unemployment rates, things like that. How is your community thriving and and where are the challenges and how can we help you continue to, to move forward while you're bringing your entire community along for the ride? So our platform tries to translate that data into a story so that your community members can not only, A, understand it, right? Because putting data on a website is not something that a lot of people get excited about. I do. (laughs) There's a few of us. Uh, But most people are not going to be excited or inspired by data. So we help them turn that into a story. Exactly. And that's why we use our storytelling framework where we say, first off, what are we even talking about? And why should you care about this? What does this have to do with you? And then we put everything into context. We provide um, descriptions so they can get a better sense of what they're talking about. And then ultimately, you know, we ask them to be part of the solution with very simple calls to action. So if we were looking at, say, like recycling rates, you know, an easy call to action would be for you to recycle more at home or at your business. Um, so very simple things that folks can start to get engaged and and recognize that they can actually be part of the solution of creating their more sustainable community. Oh, really? Maybe it's the, uh, cord for my, um, my headphones. Is it? Are you hearing it now? Okay. I'll try to not talk with my hands. <laughs> right? 
So, you know, to work in the sustainability field, for the most part, uh, everyone I've encountered, we're really mission-driven people uh, and individuals. And it's, for me, there's a couple of reasons. One is to have a a greater platform uh, for my voice and to share the opportunities for everyone to be a part of creating a more sustainable future. But also, you know, over my career, I have spoken at dozens of conferences over the years. I mean, one year I spoke at 60 conferences. I mean, it was crazy. I was on the road nonstop. And that, you know, I've never thought about taking it to the next level. And that was where kind of, hey, this could be really cool. I know I'm comfortable speaking in front of people. Um, I know, you know, I know how to put together a good presentation. But I never thought about being anything more than that. And really, you know, my initial thinking was there's always room for improvement. So let's try to get some improvement, you know, just hone in, refine some of my presentation skills and communication style so that I could be even more effective. And then, yeah, go ahead. I think if I were to only pick one thing, it was for sure the signature talk, like just the whole idea of having a signature speech that I could go be my go to because, you know, when you are in the work that I do, and probably a lot of folks who do a lot of um, proposals to conferences, you know, I'm always proposing something with the client. When you're on the private side, you really have to promote something that's with a public sector client or nonprofit. So it doesn't feel like a sales pitch. And so they're always very catered to whatever projects I'm working on at the time. Um, and so that's another reason why I would never think of, oh, I could be a keynote um, because I'm always so focused on talking about a specific project or program that I'm running. And so the for me, the whole takeaway of, hey, why I can pull together, um, you know, the culmination of my years of experience into a talk that's actually very relevant to today um, has a nice structure and is something that I can propose and be, you know, asked to become a, a keynote for like something, turning it into something much bigger. So for me, that was a really, uh, important takeaway from the course because now I have that framework to work with. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, while I was actually taking the course, I was going through a branding exercise for my business. Um, I had started my company because I work with private sector clients. We do a lot of responding to requests for proposal. Um, and so you're kind of on their timeline. And so I had actually started my business to respond to an RFP. So I like whipped it together in two weeks. There was no branding. I just went to logotournament.com and grabbed a logo and, you know, just went really quickly. I'd never actually gone through a branding exercise. And so we were going through an actual branding exercise uh, while I was taking the course. And it was interesting because there was a, a number of things that came out of the course that really um, I was looking at in a different light, I think, because we were also going through the branding. And the branding was forcing me to do a lot of internal reflection, similarly to the course, but in slightly different ways. Um, and so like we had redone my website for the branding and I actually have like a whole page now on speaking. 
Um, I would have never even thought for one second to do that uh, prior to this course. Uh, and so I also have, um, you know, kind of break down the conferences we're going to be at. And here's the ones I have been at. If we have links to the presentations, we provide them. Um, we're starting to provide testimonials that we're getting from different conferences, folks, you know, what they're saying about my session, even though it's these are just kind of general sessions, I haven't got that keynote yet. Um, you know, I think it's still good just to put myself out there as a speaker. And I think that would be, you know, one of the greatest impacts. But also, I do want to say you, you were so great in the courses about, of course, you stuck to the, the structure of what each, you know, each night was about. But you always had like all these extra resources and ideas and, and that kind of just got my brain flowing. And one of the ones that you had shown, it was a, um, I think it was showing us like what a speaker page could look like on your website. And there's one woman you showed had like this whole timeline that was just so cool. And I really love that layout. And so I actually replicated that for my, my like personal journey timeline is now what I have on my website. And rather than writing, you know, all these paragraphs, oh, Kim went to UMass Amherst, blah, blah. Like, I mean, my God, right? I don't, nobody wants to read my biography just yet. But instead, it's like, cool, I've got images, like pictures of me, some when I was younger, I have a picture of me from like when I was in high school with a Save the Earth Now t-shirt, you know, and just kind of having folks walk through my journey with me through images and just like bulleted items. Um, for me, that was a huge change too. I just kind of love how that looks on the website and it gives people a, a different look into who I am. It's KimLundgrenAssociates.com. So K-I-M-L-U-N-D-G-R-E-N Associates with an S.com. Um, well, you know, I mean, in an ideal world, I, I might have done one earlier, um, but actually for as far as branding goes, for me, I think it worked out okay. I mean, um, given that the work that I'm doing, yeah, now I'm doing it under my own umbrella, um, but for the most part, this is the same work I've been doing for 16 years. So I, you know, I have a lot of confidence in what I need to do and some idea of, you know, how to sell to my audience, because I've been selling to them for so long, but also I was a local government um, sustainability professional. So, you know, I think for me, it worked out fine. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily a good fit for everybody. Um, but for me, the timing, you know, other than me just feeling overwhelmed, because I had four clients, I was also managing at that time, and, you know, running around like a lunatic, but that's being an entrepreneur sometimes, right? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think what's really nice about the course and, you know, everyone that was on it um, was clearly in a different place, whether it was a different place with their their businesses or in their career or in their, you know, um, their time as an actual professional speaker um, or any experience that they've had with speaking. It was very clear that we were all coming from different perspectives but yet all the material still seems super relevant. So regardless of where folks were, I mean, there were definitely some folks in, in the course I took that they'd never been on a stage speaking in their lives. Whereas, you know, I've had all this experience, but was coming at it from a different perspective. And, you know, we both 
you know, still got lots out of it. So I think the just the way you framed the entire course makes it so applicable, regardless of where people are. I think that's really effective and, and helpful. And frankly, anybody, I don't care who you are, how often you've been speaking, how much you speak to people like that is an area where you can always improve. I'm all about pushing myself to be better, 1% better every day if you can. And in the area of communication in general, I think it's important that women have stronger confidence, more confidence in, in how they're speaking, that we have stronger voices, not just at a conference, but in our lives, uh, in everyday life. Some of the things you had talked about in the course was, you know, this isn't necessarily everybody wanting to be a keynote speaker. It's someone just having the courage and the words to say to their boss that they want to raise. Um, and I think that's so important, like really touching on the key communication pieces. I'm, I'm all about uh, seeing women kind of take their place in a more comfortable way, in a stronger way than we kind of have over the last, I don't know, hundreds of years. You know, it's so interesting because um, I, I spend a lot of time, like my family and a lot of, not my friends, but my husband's friends, you know, they're, you know, sustainability is not something that just runs through their blood like it does for me. And um, and that's okay. I mean, that's totally okay. I, I completely get that. I think people need to understand though this isn't like you know they call it like a tree hugger thing like that's a bad thing have you ever hugged a tree trees are amazing trees do such great things for me like for this earth like hugging trees is fantastic so i think we need to kind of get rid of those negative stigmas and really think about what is a sustainable future look like for you as an individual and for a lot of people today it means more love and less hate uh it means you know, a better job opportunity, more educational opportunities. That's all part of sustainability. This isn't just environmental sustainability. When we talk about sustainability, we really are trying to balance the environmental, economic, and equity needs with the resources we have to support those things. So it's it's important for folks to think about it like that. And it doesn't mean, oh, okay, I have to go off the grid in one day and, and buy a Tesla. Um, it, the jumps don't have to be that significant. There are so many tiny little things that each of us can do different every day to make a difference. Um, and you know, every one of us lives in a community of some sort. I've worked with local governments in my career all over the country in every state in this country, whether it's red state, blue state politics, that does not matter at the local level. Um, in my experience, when we're talking about sustainability. So, you know, I would encourage folks to get more involved with their community. Um, oftentimes, local governments have volunteer committees that are doing stuff that are looking at energy use or finding ways to help people recycle more and understand what can and can't go in the blue recycling bin. Um, there's lots of little things that folks can do. Uh, and for sure, I love them to refer their local government, you know, to us if they need if they need some support in kind of getting to the next level. But I think it's taking those baby steps. So if each of us could do one thing better a week and stick with it, not like a one time thing. Earth Day needs to be every day. Right. So make a resolution for Earth Day and do it all year 
and then see, look back and be like, was that really that hard? You know, I, I've done that in my own life and it's, yeah, some, some things I didn't want to do either. People said, you're gonna have to get rid of your car if you want to be sustainable. I was never in a position to not have a car. You know, I did not, could not walk to transit, things like that in, you know, where I used to live. And so, but it's about finding a way to address the things you can address and work your way up to those bigger ones. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having it. And uh, I would highly encourage others to to take advantage of it because I do think it's there's so much that that's there for folks to learn regardless of where you're at. So thank you for offering the courses and for all you do to support uh, women moving forward.